Hello, I'm Jonas Kaufmann. I'm Antonio Papano. And I'm Thomas Vogt. Welcome to our Discover Otello podcast. We invite you to join us as we share our thoughts and personal insights into performing and recording Verdi's most thrilling opera, Otello. One episode for each act. Today, Act 3. Here we are after Iago has planted the seed of jealousy in Otello. The orchestra introduction to the third act shows us Otello's state. Desperate, aggressive, tense like a tiger in a cage. What a strong contrast the musical motive of Desdemona is. Tender, loving, warm-hearted and innocent. Little does she know that their conversation, which begins in a friendly manner, will end with Otello brutally inciting and humiliating her. The following scene is frustrating because although we are full of pity and compassion for the innocent Desdemona, we cannot but wish she would stop mentioning Cassio's name, which obviously triggers Otello each time. Castor, Castor, you 
to remember that at the end of the quartet, she says, give me the sweet and happy sound of forgiveness. She thinks she has been forgiven for her uh, irritating him, for annoying him with this subject of Cassio already in act two. And therefore she comes back with this idée fixe, um, which is the forgiveness of Cassio. Come on, be a, you know, be a mensch. It, it is painful because you're saying, you stupid woman, why don't you see what's happening? Don't you see how he reacts each time? But that creates a special tension, doesn't it, for the listener? If you feel that each time, it drives you crazy sitting there. You cannot just diminish her to this phrase, but sometimes people do and say, oh, come on, she's so stupid. And she asked for it. She was constantly asking and, and mentioning that name. I'm not sure. I know it sounds stupid, but it is maybe also because she starts to realize that this name triggers something. But since she's so innocent, she has not the slightest clue why. I'm absolutely sure she would never think that, that he has the impression that there's a relationship. Um, so that is the innocent part in it, why she constantly talks about it. But obviously what we all know, this is the trigger and she pushes the button so often that he completely freaks out. He's so furious with her, he calls her a vil cortigiana, a worthless whore.
clear that this is the end of their relationship. Both are completely lost in despair. As Desdemona runs away, Otello begins to pray. And in his third act, Aria, which is, for me, the centerpiece of, of the whole piece, where he says to God, why have you thrown down all these obstacles, these challenges? You're crippling me. That's the point. To provoke that aria, we need to raise the pitch to such a degree. This emptiness in, 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 in his aria, when, when he realizes, I think he realizes there, when, when he loses her, he loses the last flame of, of, of beauty in his life. And I feel incredible loneliness there. For me, the, the darkest moment actually is, is after the trio, when uh, the, the minute Cassio has left, um, they have this locker talk moment where, where he says to, to Iago, so tell me now how I'm gonna kill her. Should I kill her and stab her? No, 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 no. Oh, I have a great idea. You, you're gonna strangle her and, and actually do it in the bed because this is where she, it's horrible. And they talk as if, I always say as if, you say to two gourmets are talking about the way how they cut their their fillet steak in, in order to, to make it more tender or something. It is sheer horror. But 
that can only happen after this aria where he somehow says farewell to to everything and this is this is the the turnover point where from he is determined that it has to end <laughs> Tensions escalate and Otello humiliates Desdemona again, this time in public. He grabs her, throws her to the ground, shouting, A terra e piangi, lie down and weep. This scene leads to the great concertato with all the solis and chorus involved, musically the most complex scene in the entire opera. has a proclamation to make. The problem is that they all make it at the same time. So you have different texts crashing into each other. Most of it, let's be honest, totally incomprehensible. Of course, when you have the visual element in the theater, when you see the show live, uh, this can help you. Iago moves over to Rodrigo, he moves back to Otello. And this helps your ears to hear what you see in a studio recording, it's a complete nightmare because you don't have uh, a million chances to do this over and over again. You've got one session to get this right and you have to solve innumerable amount of, uh, 
of, uh, of problems that come up. Is everybody precise? Is everybody singing the right notes, the right rhythms, the right, is the orchestra together with everybody? You know, and you're trying to make opera. Um, you're trying to make drama. So um, I never worked so hard in the studio as I, as I did with this scene. Yes, true, but we enjoyed these two weeks, even though they were very tough and it was very, very difficult to, to squeeze in all the, the sessions. But nevertheless, guys, we were recording in Rome, the city of all cities, and we haven't mentioned food. Is this really true? So I have to say now, hopefully we will be granted another recording um, in Rome with you, with your orchestra and many, many, many more because it's so much fun to make music and it's so much fun to be in Rome. <laughs> Vittoria, forgetful out of strema. 